going on, y'all? This is your girl, Brie Undeniably, checking in for another episode of my new speaker series, Deep Conversations with Dope Individuals, where we're discussing development, decision-making, and dedicating yourself to purpose. As always, you all know, I'm about to speak to a super dope individual, um, someone who I'm really excited to have on the show. But first, I'd like to give my shout outs right at the beginning. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube or listening on whatever podcast streaming source you use, you're going to hear the crystal clear audio and the um, crystal clear video both of those thanks to Gotham Podcast Studios. Um, so they are providing the space and all of the engineering for me in uh, this podcast. So shout out to Gotham. Also, shout out to MC Kicks. Though I'm not wearing any MC merch right now, they are always hooking it up, sponsoring me with um, all of their new products. So if you have not checked out MC Kicks, you can head to their website or to their um, social profiles at E-M-C-E-E-K-I-C-K-S. And their website is just that.com. Uh, and finally, when you're doing something for yourself, trying to build it up, you got to pump yourself up too. So if y'all have not checked out my website, you can go there. That's BrieUndeniably.com. Um, and there you're going to find all the services, everything I'm doing outside of the podcast, but also you're going to find some really cool merch. So um, though I am not wearing anything, I do have my dope individual backpack with me. So if you want a dope individual backpack or any other dope individual items, you can get those on the website as well as all of my I Am Possible gear. All right, so we're kicking into it now. That is all the shout outs I have. Um, my guest today is Tom Glazer. Tom, welcome to the show. Free, thanks for having me. It's so great yeah, to have the, you here. The yeah. Dope the dope thing. I hope I can live up to the hype there. <laughs> it's, you know what? You absolutely can. And that's why, that's why we, we chat beforehand. I make sure that you are a dope individual oh, coming on. Me? I'm already dope. Okay. <laughs> dope. You know, if, if, uh, for those listening, if you have not seen that my acronym for dope is someone who is driving on purpose every day. So, um, that is my own spin on what a dope individual is. And those are for sure the individuals that I bring in this podcast. Tom, I know that you are a purpose-driven individual. Yeah, I can't argue with you on that. <laughs> on that definition, I guess I qualify. <laughs> 100%. Well, let me give you the introduction that you deserve, and uh, we'll get to know you a little bit more. Sounds good. All right. So Tom Glazer, also known as the senior happiness superhero. I love that, by the way. That's amazing. Um, is a life coach, psychologist, and speaker with over 35 years of experience. Whether counseling, teaching, or appearing in the media, his passion for helping people live their best lives flows through. A dog lover, gardener, and yoga teacher, he and his husband are based in Minneapolis, but spend as much time as possible in the Southern California desert. Tom, thank you again for being here. Uh, how are you doing today? It's a pleasure. I'm great. Yeah, especially now that I'm talking with you. Awesome. I feel the same. Uh, this is for sure always the best part of my day. I mean, how cool that I really just get to talk to cool people. It's mm. absolutely amazing. Um, so... You know, this is this is no surprise to you, but the way that I always start with my guests really is what I also do as a counselor, which is I always let my listeners know in the counseling community, we like to meet our clients where they're at. Um, and it's the same with my guests. So I like to meet my guests where they're at uh, so the listeners can understand a little bit more about who we're speaking with. So let us know a little bit more about yourself there. Well, first, can I say I totally 
resonate with what you're saying about your passion for doing these podcasts, because that's what I experienced when I uh, began to write my book, uh, Full Heart uh -huh. Living, Conversations with the Happiest People I Know. So, so just by the subtitle there, right? Conversations with the Happiest People I Know. That's what I experienced is that joy of just being with really happy people and doing a deep dive into what makes them tick and then sharing that with other people. Um, yeah, you're right. That, that is a huge passion of mine and it does absolutely drive me. Uh, I can't wait to talk about your book as well. I mean, we're definitely going to dive into it, but how awesome full heart living. Like I just, the title, I mean, man, we're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but that, that makes me want to dive. Do. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me want to dive right in. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, yeah, the, of course. um, I learned that happier people live with their full hearts. Mm -hmm. uh, so that of course is where the, the title comes from. So, so what does that mean? Happy people aren't just happy all the time. Ha happier people embrace all of life. Sometimes we're not so happy, mm -hmm. right? And happy, happier people don't try to avoid that or shove it down or distract themselves from it. When that's true, they open up to it and yes. go with it. Yes. And, and that, contributes in so many ways to being happier. I love, I love just even, you know, just starting to push into that, like that it's, it's such a, it's such a unique um, way to frame happiness as well. I, I love that it's not, you know, it's not rainbows and butterflies. There's more mm -hmm. to what, what is the depth of happiness? Not just Pollyanna. Yes. Right. Always looking at the bright side, always having a positive outlook when, when we have everyone has days that don't go so well mm -hmm. or worse. And that that actually is how I got into all this. Okay. I had um, so for seven years, I lived my my dream job. I had a phenomenal job that I absolutely adored uh, where I got to meet with individuals and do the, the individual counseling and, and psychotherapy that I love. And I got to teach uh, on subjects that I love and not, not just kind of uh, standard academic, but I, 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 I got to teach in really creative ways and uh, of, of all kinds of wellness and health promotion, things that I'm also passionate about uh, to a population that I adored. And um, then one day there was a new hire who, who came on our team um, and it was a very small uh, team and I was assigned regularly to, um, to create some of these uh, programs with this person. And this person just hated the ground I walked on. So, you know, we were, um, what's the phrase, oil and water. Uh, I, I tried everything I could to make this relationship work, everything I could think of. I really, back bends and, you know, going out of my way and consulting with all the wise people I know to help me and nothing worked. And, and um, uh, my dream became a nightmare. Uh, so I, I was gonna retire at this job. And um, I used to wake up, not, you know, loving to, couldn't wait to get into work. And then I still had half of the job that was fun, but the other half was so not fun. In mm -hmm. fact, it was so not fun that I was becoming depressed. And um, one day I'll never forget my, my husband, well, then we were partners, this marriage came along, legal gay marriage came along after that. But um, 
Uh, at we're, we're so happy to hear that as well. Always <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <shout laughs> making, out, yeah. <laughs> making the world a more beautiful and inclusive place. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm telling him about the latest escapade with this challenging coworker. And he, he, he was like, Greg, my husband was like, uh, Tom, this is not worth it. You are miserable. And I love that. So that mirror that a, a loved one can provide right. really that moment really woke me up miserable. I'm, I'm like, I'm miserable, but I'm, and I was making him miserable. No, he didn't say that. He was kind <laughs> enough to not say that, but he's, you know, that was part of yeah. it. He's like fatigued of hearing all these stories, man. That, and that's tough too. Like you said, that, that mirror from a loved mm -hmm. one, you know, for, because they can be, they can offer you that transparency and, and we'll see you externally where we don't get to really experience ourselves externally other than in the mirror, but you know, they see, That's the thing. yeah, exactly. That's the thing. We have to be in relationship to see ourselves, mm -hmm. right? That's the only way we yes. can truly deeply see ourselves. So there are people who say, you know, shouldn't I just be able to have insights on my own? And sometimes when that, that can happen, great. Sometimes that happens. We have epiphanies on our own. And so often it comes from being in connection right? That's, Absolutely. that's when we, that's when we really see ourselves. We know who, who we are and we get to know others by knowing ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. It's this, this feedback loop that just keeps expanding and expanding and expanding. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, you and know, it is, I'll, I'll come back to this later, but, but connection is by far the standout lesson that I learned in the interviews and the research that I did for my book, Brie, it's all about connection. So again, that's that's just um, foreshadowing. Yes. We're going we're to come back to that. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, totally. So, I, um, so I'm depressed and I realize I need to leave my dream job, which it, it took me a long time. It's not like overnight right. where at breakfast and Greg says you're miserable. You got, got to get out of there. It still took me a long time because my very identity was wrapped up in this job. I loved my job. As I said, I was committed. I was there for seven. Well, by now it was nine or 10 years. I was going to stay. I was going to retire at this job that I absolutely adored, but I had to, I had to go through my grieving process. Mm -hmm. And um, meantime, uh, I, I was starting to study acting a little bit because I was so down. I was like, I want to get back into one of my lo prior loves of my life. So I was studying with an on-camera acting coach and uh, Bill Cooper is his name. And, um, and I'm no, while I'm doing that, I'm noticing, so I'm, I'm depressed and I'm noticing really happy people, Brie, all around me from my hair stylist to the woman who offered uh, office next door to me, to this person I was in a play with. And I, and I'm just like observing, what are they doing that I'm not doing? I want, I want to be happier. And I, then I got braver and I started asking them questions. Well, it just snowballed into this um, video project. So I'm studying with an on-camera acting coach and I go, oh, I could make some mini documentaries myself. I'm, I can interview these people and find out what makes them happier. And on the first day of filming, Brie, it's that moment that we were talking about earlier of, um, so I'm sitting there really diving deep on camera with these people. And, and, and learning about what they do that other people maybe don't do as much of. And I'm having the best day of my life. It's, 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 it's one of the best days of my, I'm so happy. And on break from filming, uh, at one point, I'm on the back porch. We filmed in my house that first day. 
And um, I, I had known for years, Bree, that I would write a book, but I didn't know for a long time what the, what the book was going to be about. And here's one of those epiphanies that came to me when I was alone. Um, I go, oh, this is what I, what I could write a book about because I love this. I could do this day in and day out. So that's the genesis of the book. We're filming yes. these mini documentaries and, and, and it snowballed into, into a book. Okay. All right. So, so that was that moment was, so a couple questions. I want to yeah. just about the crossover. Did you start studying with this on camera coach uh, prior to leaving this job that was causing yes. you all? Okay. So there, there was that sort of place of crossover Correct. between those two things. And then once you had the sort of epiphany moment or the aha moment for the book, um, is that sort of what really pushed everything else into motion? Yes, definitely. Okay. Very definitely. interesting. Not that it's all smooth sailing from there. Right. Of course not. Right? Ne it never is. <laughs> we're always, we're always sailing with some, I've never, you know, crazy uh, winds and choppy waters, yeah, but uncharted waters. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Writing a book is a huge thing, right? It's absolutely uh, blood, sweat, and tears. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm so glad I did it. Really helpful. And it was one of the hardest things, of course, that I've ever done. Goodness. Okay. So before we really push into the book, I, I have a couple questions about this job that you were trying to phase out of because I, yeah. I want to, um, I sort of want to stay in that place for a few more minutes where things were just up in the air for you. You were feeling depressed. You were, fe yeah. you know, let's, Let's kind of just push in to all of that really quick because I know so many listeners are could be there or could be sort of you know ruminating somewhere around there and I, and I know that um, you know learning from others' experiences can always you know provide that value. So what 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 were you going through um, or I guess like what were daily what were the sort of the questions that you were asking yourselves or the, the yourself or the things that you were doing to try to move forward like what was that sort of like itching point I guess what what was the the discomfort there really and how are you working to push out of it first of all can I can I tell you just you're asking this question uh, it's fascinating I'm noticing in my body Mm -hmm. I get heavier. My shoulders kind of droop wow. down. My chin wants to go more toward my chest. Like I'm feeling that sadness wow. come back into my body just as you, you know, pause for a minute and say, yeah, let's, let's just kind of mm -hmm. uh, stay there for a minute. I was going to say, please, um, you know, I always want to make sure we stay within your comfort zone too. I, oh, I, no, I'm okay. I, yeah, I, I appreciate <laughs> the cool. transparency. I think that's, I think that's so interesting and unique and really that it's almost that visceral experience, that body experience can, you can really feel that with emotional pain that's relived Correct. or re-experienced. Correct. Correct. Wow. So that's part of answering your questions. That's yeah. what is going on in my body, right? Wow. I'm like moving more slowly through the world. Wow. Okay. I'm not as happy. I'm not as cheerful. I'm not smiling as much. Here, here's, here's a key thing that I wasn't doing. I was not singing Brie. Like I wasn't singing along to the radio like I used to do like that. And one day after I started to feel better, I noticed I'm singing along with the radio again. I'm waking up. I'm coming back alive. Like, like that's, that's a key uh, indicator. 
right there. Just I'm I and I am not kidding. I this doesn't happen all the time, but I really just got a chill and I think it's because you just shared one of the most humanly human things that we could possibly do that we don't realize is so intertwined to mm. our being is yeah. singing, you know, or si or feeling music or being with art in some way, but the yeah. singing specifically, I think the majority of us in this world sing along to the things in some way, whether it's in our heads or out loud, right. to the things that we like to hear. So that exactly. is so unique and interesting that you said you noticed you stopped singing because <laughs> typically you wouldn't anywhere, whether you're going to get, you know, any type of diagnosis anywhere, the doctor's not going to say, have you stopped singing? You right. know, it's just yeah. not something that we think of. So I, I love that you just put that out there because it's so mm -hmm. human and it's so mm -hmm. connected to so many of us. Yeah. Wow. And it's, it's the both and it's, uh, we sing when we're happy and, uh, and, and singing helps us be happier. Yeah. Both, like both. To feel both singing, hel yeah. you know, singing helps us to feel. And some, it, yes. I think a lot of times in those moments of depression or despair, it's almost like that numbness, maybe we don't want to feel anything at that. Exactly. So, you know, you might turn off your voice unknowingly because singing makes you feel and feeling is just too hard, no matter what type of feeling it is. Exactly, Brie. Mm. And that, again, that's why the, that title, Full Heart Living. Yes. Because happier people lean in, even in those harder times. Wow. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that oh, yeah. specific piece. I think, you know, it's like you answered the question in that one moment mm -hmm. there that, yes. that you had stopped singing. So one day you said you started singing again. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. And that was, a, that was a, uh, like a turnkey moment for you. Yes. Yes. Wow. And look how both you and I are smiling just as we recount that exact thing. That's mm -hmm. that resonance, even though, right, we're hundreds of miles apart. This is over video, mm -hmm. but we're sharing a moment here yes. and we're, we both get it and it's in our bodies and it shows on our face. And, and I just wanted to highlight that because again, th this is what I saw. And what I found then from doing my book is that it's that kind of connection that happier people do a lot of connecting with other people it's, it's, and, and both may I point out too is we're connecting with each other you and me and hopefully the listener or the viewer is connecting with this as well um, but we also connect with ourselves in that moment mm -hmm. it's both so we're, we're getting to what I learned is it okay if I dive into um... please it's it's time to dive <laughs> let's go there it, remember these the we're we're sailing on the choppy dive in exactly. dive into to exactly. these uncharted waters <laughs> so here's what I found in um, interviewing the happiest people in my own personal life and, and let me just say quick I'll take a quick aside here I decided to make it um, uh, uh, people I personally know okay not people, not famous people, not people um, who I didn't, who were at, at all distance, distant to me, because I wanted to make the point that we all know happier people. Mm. It, it's not just celebrities, for right. instance, or rich people. Right. If, if you look, happier people are all around us. So anyhow, what I learned is happy people connect really deeply with other people okay 
with themselves yes. and their passions. So I'll, I'll go a little bit more into each one. Please. And then I'll, I'll, I'll bring you the um, kind of the holy grail because there's a bit of a, a fourth twist into all this. So okay. connecting with other people, what does that mean? Uh, happier people have a tribe. They have people who they love and who adore them back and they spend a lot of time together. It doesn't have to mean a primary romantic relationship. Of course not. No, 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 no. Aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews, uh, family of, uh, what's that called? Choice. Mm -hmm. um, uh, friends, uh, co-workers. Yes. Um, it could be the person you see every day at the bus stop that you have that little bit of connect, even if you don't know their name, but you see them five days a week and, and you have that moment where you just look at each other, right? That can be a piece of feeling really connected to other people. Connection to oneself, what does that mean? Uh, part of that is mindfulness. Yes. Happier people okay. are in the present moment. They're not missing out on what's happening in the here and now by worrying as much about the future, or perseverating, you know, uh, ruminating about things that happened in the past. They're, so they're open and available for what's right now. They also know who they are and they honor their own rhythms and their own needs and, um, and they attend to those. Um, connection with passion, what does that mean? They do things that they love. Uh, and this is of course a great tie into your work. Yes. Uh, passions are things, are activities that we enjoy just, enjoy just for the sake of doing them. And often when we do them, we lose all sense of time. We get into that flow state mm -hmm. uh, where, where we're just kind of one with the activity and it, hours might pass and, and we don't even realize that that much time has passed because we're so deeply engaged. So here's that fourth thing. Um, that I mentioned. So when you can do any or all or some of those in the service of other people, Brie. In the service, yes. Oh, then look absolutely. Out. Look out. Look out. Like that just kind of puts it all on steroids. Yes. It really does. The amplification of all of those things right. puts to service with other people is a force to be reckoned with. Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, you know, it actually, I, and I think I might have uh, mentioned this to you also um, for those who are, who are listening. My, my definition of purpose has been uh, passion plus people. So very similar to what you're saying. Mm. And something interesting that I actually uh, learned and sort of reworked the definition with a prior guest that I've had on um, because he told me that for a uh, Hit in in his life, passion was difficult for him to find, and he realized that there might not be just one thing or sort of this dedicated piece of passion, but it could be multiple things depending on which way you lean into. And I thought that that was um, really interesting. And you know, I was like, there might be more. There certainly are more people who might not know exactly what their dedicated passion is or if you know they might have 10 of them and they don't know which way to lean so i changed my definition to the process of passion plus people oh nice so, yeah so you're still you know kind of bringing in that infusion of doing something that you like to do it does not need to be your you know all be all end all, but bringing that to the world. So I love that you're saying all of this um, sort of connection to others, connection to self and connection to passion 
bringing to people. I mean, it's just unstoppable. Mm-hmm. So true. Oh, I love that. I love your evolution there. I, and I love the simplicity of your definition mm-hmm. of, as well, Brie. And, and it's so true. I'm, I'm like your, your prior guest. I have all kinds of passions. I, I have yes. so many, I can barely keep track of them. There's this and there's it, right? Like I see all these, you know, gems out there, stuff I would love to pursue. Now there's only, you know, so much time and, yeah, you know, uh, and there's a few that really stand out, but yeah, just, just like, sometimes I want to like, like recently I'm exploring pickleball, which I know is the big thing right now. <laughs> it's a big it's really thing. Fun. It's really fun. Is that my end? I'll be all passion. No, I'm not going to probably compete. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Though if you we're cheering you on, if you decide to. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. You're in my court. Absolutely. <laughs> Forgive the pun. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. But okay, so I got to know how you really came to these uh, three, three plus one uh, pieces. How did you how did you arrive at these? So here's what happened. I, I assumed when I was first writing my book that I would dedicate one chapter per individual that I interviewed and, and, and really, you know, highlight one person at a time. But as I started to do it that way, I kept noticing, wait a minute, you know, Jen says the same thing as Tracy as the same thing as Henry. So it was like, no, that this is not going to work because there's not, not everything, but so many of the things are the same. So, so things like gratitude and self-care mm-hmm. and um, honoring who you are, all, all those are in here, taking risks. All those are chapters. Um, And then certain things just just kept arising as I sat with the material. And um, all those other things are important, you know, nutrition and, and, and moving the body, super important to lay the foundation for happiness. So, our, so we're not creating inflammation that our body then is drained by fighting, right? So that's really important. But is that the top thing that every single person said? No, no. Mm-hmm. Everyone talked about relationships. Everyone talked in their own way. Now, now very few, some, but very few of, of my people talked about mindfulness per se. They didn't use that term. But in their own way, they all described the same kinds of experiences. Every single one. I'm like, okay, that one has to be in there. It's got to Every yeah. single one of them talked about having passions and, and just they lit up as they talked about whether, again, it was making art from found uh, pieces, that's Jen, or uh, Warren, who is just an avid bicyclist, um, uh, to Mia, who, who makes pies for friends and you know, chooses the ingredients specifically to that person and wraps them. Uh, well, first of all, she bakes them in the right color, uh, 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 what's it called, tin or whatever, the, whatever you put pies in. <laughs> Ceramic pot. You know, I don't know what those things are. I'm called, not the. But. I'm not the person to ask. <laughs> Shamefully, my, <laughs> my and then everyone talked there. in some way about being in service, uh-huh. and and so so these are the things that seem just absolutely universal. So that's how I and, and I can I say too it it resonated so deeply within me. Yeah. 
that that too like it, it wasn't just everyone else is saying this it's like oh yeah that just feels true again in my see i go like this i point at my body mm-hmm. in my heart in my soul in my gut it felt like oh that's right that's truth that's the gem of wisdom and i wanted to share that again so when we come to my passion it's like oh i want this is something that could help people i want to share this i want to i want to remind people because it you know we are we're in a culture that is quite lonely and there's so much depression and anxiety in our culture uh even before the pandemic um which has just exacerbated all this um and there are things that we can do to feel better i so so i i want to get this word out there that's so so my passion yes (laughs) enters in as well uh you know i i'm just you know i'm listening and i i'm hearing what I think is so cool because it's it's all about connection. It's connection mm-hmm. to others, connection to self, and then mm-hmm. connection between the two, connection yes. between self and other. And I think, you know, that yes. just the, I guess, the importance and the power of relationships in our life. Yes. And, you know, it is clearly one of the foundational pieces of happiness or yes. of, or of feeling happy, you know, it, it, is it, is it a feeling or a state of being or, you know, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe you came through that, but just happiness in general is so much based on how we connect. Exactly. Oh, it's so powerful. Exactly. So and then powerful. a feeling as well. You, uh, you yeah. know, this as, as uh, healers, it's, it's, fr- it all arises from the relationship, from the connection, from, from that magic alchemy that happens from coming together in this sacred, I'm going to call it a sacred way, right? Yeah. We put our minds and our hearts and our souls together and there's some faith and, and there's some trust mixed into the recipe here. And we lean sure in sure and we're, we really show up mm-hmm. and, and, and when we can let our egos kind of melt away as much as possible, then something new emerges, right? Uh-huh. That, that it's, and it isn't me. It's it's not just me. It's something about this field that that occurs, and it's not just in a healing relationship either, right? This can right. be um, sitting across from your spouse, um, I don't know, at the breakfast table talking about the article about making bread. I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a <laughs> yeah, connection, right? And it so it isn't it doesn't just have to be these big highfalutin things it's, it can be every day or, or a cashier say this is what mia talks about in the book that's that, that she's careful uh, when buying a hot dog at the hot dog stand to connect with the vendor to to say hey how's your day going and and to listen and it, again it can be five ten seconds but that there's a meaningful moment there's a little spark yes and both parties walk away feeling better so interesting it's it's like um how we can both fill someone else's cup and fill our cup at the same time mm, through that connection exactly. you know exactly. it, it's not just pouring your cup into the other which can be for you know m- literally and metaphorically draining <laughs> yeah um it's it is being able to have that fulfillment in service to or in connection to others mm-hmm. and also feel that given right back to you yes yeah such plenty of love to go around i'll never forget when my son was very young and and he and the the dog does this too 
but uh but my <laughs> son you know I, I might you know pay a little attention to another child in his presence and elliot would come you know right up in between us okay and then, yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't forget about me the dog does that too i lean down yeah. to pet another dog and rex is like oh right at me you know i'm number one don't forget me don't forget you know, me I, yeah it would come to me and sometimes i would even say aloud to elliot ah there's there's enough love there's plenty of love to go around right it's not it's it's like infinite instead of um finite yes yeah there's there's no um there's no cap on the the no. love that we can <laughs> that we can pour out it for sure it is infinite um i you know i want to know a little bit more about initially when you were looking for the happiest people you know mm-hmm. what was that vetting process because it, was it the way that they appeared uh, or based on what they have, you know, like the actions that they were doing or, you know, the persona it seemed like they they had or what was that? For, or I know they were close to you, but I'm just so curious as to before you found out all of this information really about the connections and the relationships, what was your process to finding it? Yeah. Well, and um, to clarify, I wasn't clear earlier. They weren't necessarily, some of them were close to me. Some of them were just acquaintances, but okay. I, I wanted it to be just one degree of separation. Mm-hmm. I didn't even want it to be, uh, oh, you should talk to so-and-so who I never met before. Mm-hmm. And that I can imagine makes sense to what you're about to say, kind of going with my question, you know, how did you vet them? You didn't yes. want it to be more than one degree of separation so that you, you know, there was some level of understanding maybe. Well, but the fascinating thing was sometimes I was wrong. Hey, really, science, really, right? On, That's <laughs> on both sides. So I'll give a couple of examples. Um, somebody I was in a play with, Michael, appeared to me super happy mm-hmm. because she was engaged. I saw her, you know, lighting up when she would see people and really having great conversations. She seemed super happy to me. And actually, she wasn't so happy right then. She's like, mm-hmm. ah, I'm actually kind of depressed. And, but, but you should talk to Jen. That's how I found Jen, uh, who Jen did not appear terribly happy to me. Jen appeared quieter, huh. uh, off to themselves. Um, and, but Jen was terribly happy. I just didn't know Jen okay, well enough. Yeah, and then yeah. on the, on the other side, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be super specific on this one to, to, Understand. <laughs> yeah, to totally protect fine. any privacy, but there's a, uh, a an in-law. I, I'll, I'll go that far. There was an in-law who um, who did not end up being in my book, but who who I assumed was not very happy because what I observed was a lot of complaining, a lot of complaining. Just just the, the service wasn't good at the restaurant, or you know this isn't right. This is the plumber didn't do the job right. Um, that's all I heard. So I just, oh, that person doesn't appear very happy. And then one day the person said to me, I am so happy. And I, I'm like, and so I, I'm like, what you, I, I mean, I, I think I was, you know, I wasn't like super shy. I was, I think I held myself back. But like yeah. internally, I'm like, what you, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like tell me more. What, what? And, and the person couldn't explain it very well, but but was I, but but as I looked back later, uh, the person was the most free they had ever been in their whole life. They were able to make a lot of choices on their own for the first time. 
in their life. And I'm like, oh, I can see that. Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the probably the happiest that person has ever been. So who am I to judge, right? So don't judge a book by its cover, though we do. We do, it, yes. This, this was really humbling for me that I could be mm-hmm. so wrong. Uh, and, and it's not the only time on either on either side, but those are just two examples. But generally, to answer the question, how did I find people? I just observed, I just noticed smiling, uh, engagement. Um, it's, see, here's the thing. Happiness, even for me now, this is, this is, you know, I'm a few years out. Happiness is very hard to explain. It's kind of like art, right? Mm-hmm. Can anyone really with their words describe art? No, I can show you what it is. I know what it is when I see it. I know happiness when I, it's, it's more an, a feeling an experience that's, that defies words. And actually, do you happen to know uh, Gretchen Rubin? the author i have uh heard the name but i can't say i could speak to her work i love her i haven't read all of her work but uh the happiness project is her first and most famous okay and she's written a bunch of books since then uh in in some of her writing somewhere she talks about this very question how do you define happiness and and she kind of gave up because even uh in the field there's no agreed upon definition of happiness there's different ones she said, it's enough to know when I feel happy and it's enough to, because um, it seems to be a human drive to want to be happier. Mm-hmm. And she, she basically said, that's enough. That's like that. enough. Yes. Yeah. That the just drive that there's something about working toward being happier. That is, uh, I mean, it, anything can be overused, I suppose, but if, you know, in, in, in moderation, to be working towards something can be a very positive force in our lives. Yes, absolutely. I think I think that's a, a beautiful way to put it too. Just the the strive to want to be happier. It, yeah. it that you know it 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 shows that there is engagement in the process. That right. want that wanting piece is enough, as she said, yeah. to push yourself into the next level or, you know, ease yourself into the next level. But yeah. I think y- you did a great job of answering that question. And I wanted to circle back because I, I'm i just listening to you sort of give these examples and why the question popped into my head was because I was thinking, I was like, okay, I, but I know that there's people who are definitely kind of putting on the show and putting on the act, which is why I was wondering you know, pretending to be happier than they are, especially in the day and age that we're in, you know, we see all the positive stuff online and none of the negative or none of the downside. We sort of see this one um, tunnel of who people choose to show that they are. But what I think is so unique is that you also said, you know, it, it was it was a process for you and you can't really describe it, but you started, it, it was actually the connection or part of it the connection between you and the person that you could just feel it that mm-hmm. that way that you can't mm-hmm. describe art you know it mm-hmm. was almost like you were feeling that connection with individuals trying to figure out if you know if they were happy or not mm-hmm. um in order to sort of like push into those next steps so i just think it's it's interesting that like you were using connection before you even realized that connection 
was necessarily part of oh my happiness. God, you're, you're right, Bree. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. <laughs> it, it took me a minute to try to really, you know, spit it out. But yes, you oh, were you using great. the connection to find out that it was in fact connection. Yes. And if we circle back then to the body, right? So that was a felt sense that I had. Mm -hmm. and, and we touched on this earlier, kind of the somatic stuff. And I just think it's so important because again, happier people are more in tune. Now, this is not in my book. This I've kind of realized since happier people are way more in tune with those internal sensation, less happy yes. people, right? They kind of live from here, from the chin up and they don't, they don't drop down as much like, like, cause we can get trained because of trauma. Right. Um, and even just conditioning in our culture mm -hmm. to ignore the body and stay up in the head. Right. Wow. And that's at yes. our peril. Boy. Oh my gosh. That is so, so true. I've never really heard it put that way too, that people are sort of living above the shoulders or from the chin up or, you know, and not really sinking into their body and who they fully yeah. are. But what a powerful way to describe that. Mm, thanks. Absolutely. That I mean so, so interesting. And in for sure, my listeners know we've, you know, I've talked about this sort of training or, you know, the pushing down of emotions too. Sort yeah. of the the compounding of pushing things back and then they just mm. kind of keep we, layering. We learned it wasn't safe. That's mm -hmm. the only reason we do that. Or, yes. or we didn't learn how how to do right uh, what to do with our feelings right right but it's that's these are skills that can all be learned can all be learned right well we we learned them to begin with right you know mm -hmm. conditioned behavior is learned we just don't remember learning yes. it because we were so so young you know when we were figuring out our coping skills that Correct. it we kind of put it in, into the back of our heads but you're right it is all behavior that we can learn yeah. and practice and you know live a more fulfilled life from live a happier life from sort of right. like feel and embody what that really means well then that's how i can wake up to my passions right mm -hmm. if because i'm going to feel it in my body if it's something that draws me yes it's a felt sense inside absolutely well tom i you know i am so engaged in this conversation i feel like i could go for several more hours uh <laughs> we are winding down here to our last uh 10 minutes or so so there's a couple things i like to do at the end of the show um first we're going to uh we're going to do a little bit of a rapid fire round question mm -hmm. question and answer um and then i'm going to sort of leave you the floor to uh say whatever your final piece might be to listeners any final takeaways and then let everyone know where they can find you sounds good will do all right awesome so um we for sure have gone through today's conversation discussing the three pillars that um i like to gauge our conversation around, which are development, decision-making, and dedication to purpose. I love that we really pushed into the passion piece today of purpose and I in sort of leaning into that and understanding that's infusion and in, in happiness. I think that we definitely covered all three of these pieces in both your story and in what you're doing now. So thank you so much for sharing with us today. You're welcome. A pleasure. Of course. So um, with those three pillars in mind, that's what this rapid fire round will be. Super simple. Uh, so nothing to be concerned about. But the first question is on development. Um, currently in this very moment, are you working more on personal development or professional development? Personal. Personal. Right away. 
<laughs> awesome. I'm getting up there, right? Retirement is it's on the horizon. It's it's on the horizon. You see it. You see it there. <laughs> um, okay. The next one is on decision making. Um, when you in the process of decision making, do you lean more into choice or guiding voice? Choice being numbers and analytics, you make the definitive choice or guiding voice being spirituality, gut feeling, intuition, or something else of the sort. This is not going to come as a surprise to you, given what we talked about, guiding (laughs) voice all the way. I mean, I I don't, I'm not going to exclude all that other good Mm -hmm. rational stuff. I'm going to consider that, but yeah, it's the insides. For sure. You know, I, sometimes, um, I, (laughs) I will tell guests, like, I think I know what you're going to say based Uh on the conversation. (laughs) I, I felt pretty strong with this one too. (laughs) Okay. The last one is a dedication to purpose. Um, and in this case we can also, you know, dedication to passion as well, I think is really fitting based on our conversation. Is this a singular moment in time or is this a daily practice? Absolutely. Daily practice. Daily Daily practice. practice. Daily practice. I hear that more often, that it's a daily practice for sure. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, that is the end of our rapid fire round. Thank you for (laughs) playing along. (laughs) Quick and painless. (laughs) Um, All right, Tom, you have the next few minutes. Please uh, leave our listeners with whatever takeaways you think might be most uh, valuable to leave them with, and then we'll let everyone know where they can find you. So I would uh, want to leave folks. I, 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 I hope they might have been inspired to connect more deeply with other people. I would, mm-hmm. I would start there to, to do things like, like we touched on, like, like uh, engage with the people at the checkout stand at the grocery store, mm-hmm. for instance, even just momentarily and to make the most of all your relationships and to, to enhance them by really showing up, really being there, and maybe slowly taking a few more risks to be more real and true and even vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And, and notice how that feels in your body. So important. So important. Thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, truly, you brought so much value um, to today's episode. I mm-hmm. I cannot wait to hear uh, listener feedback because I know that you are um, helping make those those changes in people's lives that might be uh, necessary and they just needed to hear it from someone else. Mm. So thank mm. you. Uh, Tom, let's uh, give everyone the, the breakdown. Where can they find you? Where can they get your book? Um, and also everything that he says, I'll make sure to put in my show notes as well as all my social media when we drop the episode. Great. Thanks. So full heart living.com h-e-a-r-t full heart living.com there are links uh to where you can buy the book and also i've got this product full heart living conversation sparks so so this is uh kind of in a box how to connect more deeply with yourself or other people so they're 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 conversation prompts or journal writing prompts so um so that people can uh, indeed connect more deeply with themselves, with others and their passions. Uh, all, all of the prompts are based on chapters in the book. So awesome. You can go, will you go ahead and um, hold up the book again one more time too? I just want to look at the cover as well. I love it. I love it. I love the, 
everything about it. Amazing. Mm. Awesome. Okay, Tom, thank you so, so much. Uh, Truly, it has been a pleasure. Um, And I look forward to reading your book and getting these these cards as well. What a great idea to sort of take those takeaways and put them into sort of a a deliverable form, you know, a bite-sized form. So awesome. I think that uh, would those – are those – would they work with kids and adults? Like if I wanted to use those cards with my students, would it work or would it be more adult uh, focused? Uh, I have been shocked that even my uh, six-year-old great nephew loves them. I th- oh, he has a special yes. name for them, which I can't remember what it, what it, I got to ask Carter what, <laughs> what his name <laughs> for my game is. It's really cute. But yeah, so they were not designed for uh, youngsters, but I've, I've played it with... Um, uh, even like, uh, oh, late teenagers. Okay. And oh my gosh, the conversation that evolved was just stunning. You know, that's, that's really what I'm, what I'm thinking of is, you know, the conversation that we just had, it's so powerful and so important. And I think that it needs to be started way earlier than maybe mm-hmm. you or I had it, you know, yeah. I, and I, right. I, that's why I'm just thinking, you know, the power of the conversation and connection, I would love to work with my, um, my students and such and stuff like that. But again, Tom Glazer, everyone, author of Full Heart Living, um, doing amazing things. Thank you again. And as I end all of my podcast episodes, until next time, let this be the moment.